Why don't they arrest all the other vigilantes around town? This gun in my hand. So you see, the reason I came into your office is, I'm in trouble. There's this guy. I thought I was in love. I wrote him some letters. Very personal letters, you see. Now he's in jail, and I'm finding out he's not the gentleman I thought he was. I need someone to get those letters back, or to put a scare into him. Do you think... do you think you could help me? Maybe pass that information to Falk Ziljan? You'll need to find Mr. Ziljan yourself, or convey the message to him some other way. I have no arrangement with him to function as a messaging service. You're not his secretary? Certainly not. I thought this was his office. I am known as the Informatron, and this is my office. The closest thing Falk Ziljan has to an office is a bench in Grizzle Park. Now, unless you have some business that I can help you with... Are you a private detective? Maybe I could hire you instead of him. No. I am an information broker. My clients are generally professional crime fighters, philanthropist wrestlers, or occasionally governments. Wow, big shot. I could find information about this non-gentleman you mentioned, but I wouldn't take part in stealing items for you or roughing him up. Yeah, that could work. If I had dirt on him, I could threaten him back. How much do you charge, though? Sounds like you have rich clients. Quite. I don't have a lot of money. Maybe we could work something else out. I've had bad experiences extending credit or taking payment in barter. That's not what I had in mind. Well, then I don't understand what we're... Oh, no. Madam, I'm a happily married woman. Right. I bet you got a house with an attached garage and 2.5 kids. Roberto and I have no children, but I do serve as the guardian for our young protege and two robots. Sister, none of that diminishes the value of what I'm offering. I'm not interested. However, I have been known to do pro bono work. Rarely. Tell me more. Well, confidentially, the jerk who broke my heart goes by the name Barstool. You heard of him? Oh, dear. Do you even know what his so-called hero name means? Sure, his fighting style was learned on the streets. He's a barroom brawler, so sometimes to take down a bad guy, he'll hit him with a barstool. Oh, honey, bless your heart, you've got it all wrong. Go back and listen to episode 85. It doesn't matter what his name means or how he got it. I'm not in love with him anymore. Can you dig up some dirt on him I can use? What else do you know about him? I started seeing him about two months ago. He's a vigilante. Goes around Parabellum City beating up criminals and leaving them tied up in front of the closest police precinct house. I told him, vigilantes are a dime a dozen in this burg. How can you make a living that way? You don't stick around to collect the reward money. What do you even get out of it? I hesitate to tell you. But he's a charmer. I didn't care if he was a bum. I still had it bad for him. Then a month ago, the cops grabbed him when he was tying one of the vaudevillain's henchmen to a lamppost. What do they got against Barstool, anyway? Just because he's a vigilante? Why don't they arrest all the other vigilantes around town, like Falk Ziljan? Barstool is not like the other vigilantes. So I wrote him letters saying I'd try to get him out, or maybe I could bust him out. I told him a little more about myself, who I work for, what I do, things I don't usually tell anybody. Including details with which he can blackmail you. It's a common story, I'm afraid, Miss Olson. You think you can help? Say, I didn't tell you my name. My name's Claire Burgundy. I don't know anybody named Olson. 
Your ex-boyfriend Barstool already spilled what he knew to the coppers, hoping they'd release him in exchange for information about bigger criminals. He said he could give them the notorious jewel thief known as the Offguard, because he'd been shacking up with the Offguard's sidekick assistant, Victoria Olsen, better known by your criminal nickname, On Guard. All right, then we gotta do this the hard way. I'm willing to kill to keep myself and my boss out of jail. You give me something to use on Barstool, or you'll be worse than caught off guard by me and my boss. I don't think you were listening. The tables have turned. Barstool is no longer a threat to you, because he already told the police what he knew. They weren't interested. He didn't know where to find the off guard, and they said you were small potatoes. Oh, good. I guess that lets you off the hook. And for you, it sets the hook. What? Hey, Ma, your 1004 appointment is here. Ali Catherine, I've asked you not to call me that. Sorry, ma'am. Informatron, your 1004 appointment is here. Thank you, dear. Please tell Detective O'Davenport to come in. What is this? You got a cop here? When I found out you were coming and who you were, I invited them to come pick you up. Unlike Barstool, I stick around to collect the reward after I turn over criminals. If you'll only position your arms behind your back for a moment, miss, this unpleasantness will be over in a jiffy. How did you know I was coming? How did you know who I was? If I gave away my trade secrets, I wouldn't be the most highly paid and highly sought-after purveyor of information in the tri-state area, now would I? Let me go! We'll get you for this! I thought you said I was too small potatoes for the cops to want me. In the information-gathering business, you should always check the credibility and motive of your sources of information. They might be lying. Coming soon to a theater near you. The Thriller Supreme, Ladybug Orders Tomato Seeds. To whom it may concern, regarding the spring and summer 1939 edition of your Sears Roebuck and Company catalog, I hope I am not too late to place an order. Who is the Ladybug? Is it the code name for a secret agent? An ironic nickname given to a vicious hitman or a member of an organized crime family? I would like to purchase seven packets of tomato seeds beefsteak variety. Catalog number 10K9937 from page 143 of your catalog. What could it mean? Could this message be the encoded formula for a chemical ten times more powerful than nitroglycerin? Could it be measurements for the crucial component of a machine that would generate free energy? I have enclosed a cashier's check for $2.15. By my calculations, this covers the cost of the seven packets of seeds, as well as shipping and handling. He's no lady killer, but the ladybug obviously bugs ladies. Will his reply come from some hot tomato? A dangerous dame who only laughs when she makes someone else cry. Sincerely yours? Oh heck, the typewriter ribbon's run out. I've already reused it till you can barely see the ink. I'll just finish that word in pen. Did the ribbon really run out? Had he reused it before? Could he have reused it one last time? Or was this change from typing to handwriting itself a part of the code he was sending? Perhaps a signal for the recipient of the message to strangle some innocent narrator who is getting too close to the truth. Where did I put those stamps? Adventure, intrigue, romance, maybe, suspense, absolutely. I can get it out just in time for the second mail pickup of the day. Don't miss. 
Ladybug orders tomato seeds. The smash hit feature film from Republic Pictures. Another story idea your wife gave you? No. We now return to Sultry, Salty, and Desperate. Episode 85 of Magnum Radio Network's most listened to program. Information wants to be free, but for you it's two bits. Starring those mystery-adjacent information dealers, Roberto and Jennifer Zapata. Better known as Wordsmith and the Informatron. Who? What? When? Why? How? Where am I? Easy, dear. You're at home. You doze off on the lounger and I decided not to wake you. You've been doing so much informing lately. I dreamt I was a hard-boiled detective. I was going through the cliché where a stunningly beautiful woman enters the detective's office and flirtatiously hires him while lying about her situation. Perfectly understandable given what you went through this morning. Remember capturing on God? You already heard about that? It's already become the word on the street, so naturally the wordsmith on the street knows about it. Walk me through it anyway. Was this one of those needlessly complicated plots that Raymond Chandler thinks is realistic, but it turns out too complicated for the reader to follow? Not really. And you have to spend ten minutes explaining who done it at the end. No. Because it's not worth achieving that level of realism if your reader can't follow it. Makes you seem like you don't know how to put together a satisfying plot. Not everyone finds the same thing satisfying, as you well know. And still they never explain who killed the chauffeur. I know how that grates on you, darling. But capturing On Guard wasn't complicated. There's no need to explain it again. Right, but, you know, maybe some people want the details, but they don't want to ask. People listening to us right now. Little pictures have big ears. Do you mean Allie Catherine? She was at the office. She probably heard the whole thing over the intercom. Maybe you could tell it to your robot, Informatron. I am patched into the Informatron's intercom by wireless radio signal. I have already heard it. Come on, Jenny, I didn't want to spell it out. I mean our radio audience. They need everything explained. The sound equipment in my office includes a radio transmitter. Those events were broadcast as part of the show. What? But I was performing. I went through that whole who's on verf routine with Gus the mailman here at the house, and it wasn't part of the broadcast? Sorry, darling. The listeners want more action, preferably with some gunplay or some long underwear types, or a femme fatale. I guess I'm not femme enough by myself. You're more than enough for me, baby. Oh, you. Well, if there's no loose ends, we can wrap up the episode. There is one piece of information I still need. Where did this come from? What? This gun in my hand. I shouldn't have asked you to hold that for me when you were so obviously drowsy. Falk Ziljan? Falk Ziljan. It's okay, I didn't break in through a window this time. Informatron let me in. I would have announced he was here, but I did not want to interrupt. Thanks for keeping my gun safe while I was busy, ma'am. I had forgotten all about it. I'm no expert, but this Heckler & Koch VP-70Z is quite a specimen. It looks so futuristic. Where did you get it, if you don't mind my asking? Sorry, trade secret. Ah. You gave your gun to someone else to hold for you? Yes, I was doing undercover work, and I didn't want the criminals to pat me down and find it. Why couldn't you stick your gun in a pocket dimension and then summon it by saying, This gun in my hand, like you usually do? What? What are you talking about? I don't do that. Right, right, how silly of me. You're just quick on the draw. Yes, you know that. If that's the way you want to play it. More importantly, you gave your gun to somebody else to hold for you, and it wasn't me, your pal, Wordsmith? 
Well, it's not that I... I've been with you almost since the start. All the way back in episode two when I was billed as Shoeshine Man. You weren't... And we're not close enough friends for me to hold your peace? You gotta leave it with my wife for safekeeping? Who you only met in episode 49. Look, you were out gathering the word on the street. I didn't have time to track you down. My undercover gig was right next to the Informatron's office. I don't know her very well, but I know if you trust her, then I can trust her. Because you're my friend. I can't think of anyone else I trust that much. Uh, Petra Wojohowicz, I trust. Maybe Castro. All right, maybe you're not a bum. Here comes Scuttlebutt. The only mystery she wants explained is, where is my catnip? Sultry, Salty, and Desperate, episode 85 of This Gun in My Hand, was given to you as part of a non-monetary exchange by Rob Northrup. Don't worry, we'll work something out. This episode and all others are available on YouTube with automatically generated closed captions of dialogue. Visit thisgunandmyhand.blogspot.com for credits, show notes, information on how to subscribe, archives, and to buy my books, such as Little Heist in the Big Woods and other revisionist atrocities. How do I get information when I don't even have two bits? This Gun in My Hand. This Gun in My Hand.